in topics surrounding faith, leadership, and business. Now, everyday folks, we wake up, we get dressed, we go to a place we all call work. Whether you are an entrepreneur or working in an organization, we have one experience in common. We have experienced organizational leadership. We live in a modern era where the leadership landscape is changing. Leaders have to be more agile, creative and critical thinkers. They have to be engaging, inclusive, create value and change the conversation in business. Interestingly, there is a debate that continues on and that debate is centered around women in leadership. Today, we have a very special guest on the show to share her expertise with women in leadership as we explore the topic, women in leadership shattering the limits. As usual on the Avril Rally podcast, get your pen, get your paper, grab your iPad or your iPhone, whatever you need to write, but let's get the conversation started. Today, I am delighted to have with me in the studio, Dr. Sharon Roberts. Dr. Roberts earned her MBA and PhD in management, specializing in leadership and organizational change. She is a life member of the Golden Key International Honor Society and the author of the book, Improving Healthcare Management at the Top, How Balanced Boardrooms Can Lead to Organizational Success. I am so excited to meet her and I cannot wait to hear. Dr. Roberts is also an international speaker and she has graced the con- many stages at different conferences in Canada and Germany, etc., where she speaks on topics such as empowering women leaders in the healthcare industry. Today, it is my pleasure, Dr. Roberts, to welcome you to the Avril Rally podcast. Thank you, Avril. It's great to be here. I'm look, I'm really excited about talking about women in leadership shattering the limits. Awesome. So, Dr. Roberts, let's get started. What are your perspective on this hot topic called leadership? You know, leadership is is actually changing, and it's changing before our eyes so fast that we're not even catching up to it. The future is beckoning. We've got an aging society. You know what? The millennials, the new generation coming up, where are they going to fit in? Absolutely. And we have to look at what's happening. We've we've continued along a path with many processes, many business practices, many management and leadership styles that haven't changed in the last 50 years. Wow. And that alone makes what we're trying to do today very hard. And that's why survival of organizations really is struggling right now. When we look at the aging population in the next two years, in the next 10 years, what is leadership going to be looking like then? Wow. And and we're stuck in that mode right now. Wow. And, And you know, Dr. Roberts, one of the things that just really struck me is 
the the landscape is changing mm -hmm. it's changing and if you could comment a little bit about how is that leadership landscape changing given the 21st century how is it changing what's what's happening on in that space well that's just it we don't know wow we don't know because we don't know the impact of it we have the same leaders that were here 10 years ago currently still in their same position wow and as i said millennials and new leaders are coming up but they're not given the room to actually exercise that right because of leaders still being in their current positions so what are your thoughts what what should we do where should we go from here we need to start and we should have started really embracing um the future in the present meaning that we should start uh educating training empowering young professionals to move up into spaces and vacating those spaces and allow them to move forward because what's happening there's no continuity of knowledge there's no continuity of leadership there's no continuity of anything right now and that's why technology artificial intelligence machine learning anything that will the younger generation can get their hands on is looking more attractive to them rather than leadership wow and you know what if we don't have leadership in the organizations then i i believe that there's a direct link between effective leaders yeah. and organizational success Absolutely. and if our emerging generation is looking to ai and not looking to leadership what gap is that creating? Well, that's just it. Um, we haven't defined that gap. Wow. We, but we're experiencing it every day and it's getting wider and wider and wider. And um, whereas before, definitely in my generation, the work ethics was to stay with the job and work until you retire. And of course, evolve. The generation today is not in that same mindset. So when we talk about when we talk about shattering the limits and we talk about sh removing the glass the glass ceiling and we talk about the debate in women in leadership mm -hmm. what are, what are your thoughts on that gender debate you know um, the world has evolved in a man's frame of mind a man's mindset we as women need to define what it is that we want to evolve in and take ownership of that. We can't wait for men to adjust their mindsets to allow us to be the other part of the equation. We've got to empower ourselves and lead. You know what? That, that really resonates with me. When you talk about taking ownership, I always believe, you know, one of the leadership in my coaching, one of the things I tell everyone is that before you can lead others, before you can lead an organization, you first have to lead yourself. And I call that personal leadership. And so when you say that we have to take ownership of, you know, it's ownership of where we want to go, yeah. who we want to be, how do we want to get to that top of that leadership ladder? Yeah. We have to first start with personal leadership. So tell me more about that taking of ownership and, and that whole gender debate and, and how can women just shatter those limits. Thank you for the opportunity, Avril, because when I completed my dissertation in February of this year, um, it's called Exploring How Women on Corporate Boards Cope with Gender Bias. 
And I had the wonderful opportunity to speak to an interview, rather, um, six women, six women leaders of Canada. And they shared with me their experiences and how they coped. But you know, the one thing that evolved as the major, major reason why they were able to be successful is self-efficacy, knowing how to control their emotions and be aware of themselves, first and foremost. Yes, they had gone through some dire experiences, and yes, they overcame it. But the most important thing was to know themselves, be aware of themselves, understand their strengths. And they had to step back to move forward. And how they did that was to empower themselves through um, owning their own business and being leaders within their own organizations, building their skills, building their knowledge, you know, creating networks and relationship building. And once they did that with trusted advisors and acquiring the knowledge and taking courses, improv courses, and managing themselves, then they were in a position to lead. And by leading, they knew what they wanted to do. They had a purpose. They had a support system. Um, they became, they attached themselves to a cause and became advocates of that cause. And as a result, they they surpassed any imposter phenomenon that they had previously or any struggles that they had previously. And now they're moving forward and governing their own organizations and going back onto boards and partaking that knowledge to become more effective. Wow, that, that's just so powerful. I read one of your excerpts um, where you reported that 40% of the women in the workforce, only 15.9% are corporate board members. Now, I want to just ponder on the thought, because when we do come back, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back, I would like you to expand on that um, research findings yeah. some more. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it, Dr. Roberts. 48% of women in the workforce, 15.9% are corporate board members. Take it away. Yes, and those numbers have been fluctuating between 15 and 20%, but it's, it's sort of flatlined, and let me just use that word, it's going nowhere. If one board, female board member comes off, then somebody else replaces, but not 10, 20. It's just a, a status quo, so to speak. And why is it not moving? Well, you know, we can always point fingers here, but the fact is, um, and until we change the status quo, until we, you know, women become more enabled to be more in that leadership role and show their strength as a woman, they are, in effect, balancing the equation. Wow. To open more avenues for more women to come into play. The pipeline, literally, it, the pipeline has dried up. Wow. Remember my earlier conversation? Yeah. We aren't really um, bringing along the younger generation to mm. the leadership roles. And giving them the exposure and experience to move up into governorship. And that's causing the pipeline to dry up. 
That too, and, and, and that's one reason. It's not the only reason. Right, right. And as I said, the younger generation don't, don't have the same mindset Correct. as the current. Um, they're more into a work-life balance. Yes. They're more into enjoying themselves outside of work. Yes. There is something else outside of work. Yes. And uh, they want to they live and they want to have a life that not only they enjoy life but they they contribute as well now no that that's interesting because we're talking about the millennials here yeah, as the, as the future leaders and more but so in your finding is that just is that just the, the whole work-life um, balance is that just limited to women or is it both women and men I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this. Because if it's both women and men, then what's going to happen to the leadership at the top? So it won't only be a woman in leadership issue. Yeah. It would also be a man in leadership. But we don't have to comment on that. But <laughs> okay. that's, that's, an, that's another one. That's that, another podcast. That, <laughs> but that thought just entered my mind. Yes. Because there is another problem that's going to arise. But I want to I want to move on to a next question. And men and women have different leadership styles. Yes. That's been a whole conversation, Dr. Roberts. Yeah. Let's hear what are your differences that you have seen or research in how women lead versus how men lead. You know, the debate is out there, the research is out there. Women are more nurturing, you hear, and men are more problem-solving, and so forth. And there's no dispute about that. But one key thing that I've discovered with the, the, the leadership styles between men and women is that women will be more deliberate in responding to situations, more deliberate uh, with res resolving situations where men will just act. Mm. And I, I bring this up because when I during my dissertation study, um, women would say that when they prepare for board meetings, they will get a package and they will read everything in that package before the meeting. When men arrive at the meeting, that's when they're opening the package <laughs> <laughs> and then they will go through while discussing. You know, it's a different mindset and we have to respect that. Yes. Um, women come prepared. Yes. And, yes. And, and, that's, and so being prepared, you have a different point of view. You're wanting to move forward with the knowledge that you have. And I'm not saying men don't have that knowledge, but they have it in a different context. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so you can label those leadership styles any way you want. I agree with them. I have no issue with that. But it's just the how we do it that's different. All right, uh, that was interesting. So, you know, one of the things, that, and, I, and I personally have encountered this in my leadership as well, is that um, it's almost as if women are not supposed to be assertive. They're supposed to be a little bit quieter and if, if, so if a woman gets all assertive and stand up for what she believes in she's seen as aggressive she's yeah. seen as agentic yeah. but it's okay for a man yeah. what's up with that dr roberts why can't i be assertive because I, I am a, i am a very assertive leader right and i know that sometimes you know people go "Ooh, wow you know because i'm sure i'm prepared I'm, I'm planning ahead. I know what I want. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm going to say. And with that, it's my confidence 
that yeah. comes. Yeah, but see. somehow, some people, some men, let's just say, no, you know. It's true. It's true. What are your thoughts there? Everything you said is true. Um, I think I think it's important for women to understand the culture in which they exercise their leadership. Wow, good point. And I think they need to understand the the way the team dynamics evolves and how to move it forward. Um, you really can't be successful if you're going to power your way through without not having creating relationships Prop. and understanding the team dynamics and being part of that team dynamics absolutely forward. absolutely um so being aggressive is i wouldn't take that away from anyone but if that individual or women in that role find that they are having challenges every day you'll have to step back and ask is it worth it and if you want to be in that organization what do you need to do to adjust to move forward I have always I mean that that is such a huge point yeah. because I've always believed in uh, what I call situational leadership yes right and it doesn't matter where you are at you adapt to the situation so if 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 in a case where like for example for me if I know that you know some men are going to view me as strong because I'm viewed as very strong and I don't have an issue with it frankly speaking however when I go into different situations I modify it just so that you can build that relationship because one of the key things for a leader in this in this contemporary environment is collaboration so if I can't modify my strength so that I can collaborate then it won't work. Mm -hmm. But I use wisdom to trump all. Yes. <laughs> wisdom trump everything for me. Yeah. Because I know that if I'm going to build a relationship, what do I need to do to extend that bridge cross mm -hmm. to get to that next person? So when it comes to leadership style and the whole conversation about how do men lead versus how do women lead, I'm totally open. I'm not for one side or the other. I'm just saying, you know, whatever works, in that situation make it works because you have an aim you want to collaborate you want to build relationship and you want the organization to be effective right. what do you need to do do it yes and and uh, some advice that I would give women who are currently in leadership roles from the findings of the study that I had done many of the women had experienced discrimination but what they did because they came back more powerful more and more empowered they use that discrimination as an incentive. Wow, tell me, tell me more. An advantage. Because they come, they came back um, stronger, mm. more aware. They were control. They were controlled. They had evidence. They could support everything that they prepared themselves to do. Wow. To front themselves. And yes, they worked many times harder to do that to be there. But all of them felt obligated because they were there, or wow. they are there to do. But they not only represent women, but be there for all women. Wow. So whatever came at them, whether it's discrimination or harassment or whatever form, they used it as an incentive. Wow. And that's powerful. That is powerful. You know, when you can take a situation that may not be the best, mm -hmm. and you can turn it around and make it become an opportunity. Yes. Therein lies power. Yes. And you know, even though 
their presence on the board, maybe the only woman on the board, may be a threat to the to other men who are there. Um, they did not use it to 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 gain any advantage, but they were aware of it. And the thing is that they recognize if they spoke up, it might mean more harassment, more bullying, more even in some cases more violence. But the fact that they came back in a better position than they were before, that helped them. And again, this is where emotions, women's emotions play a huge role. Being self-aware, being controlled, um, and being mindful of where they are at all times and who they are. So you mentioned earlier on about the imposter phenomenon. Yeah. Can you comment a little bit more on that topic? You know, it's interesting you say that because women at some point in their lives will encounter this. And what it's, what it's really saying is that you, you, you assume less of yourself. Wow. You assume less of yourself in situations because of doubt. Wow. Um, being a leader is hard. And um, especially when hum other human beings are involved and you have to guide or, you know, create the vision for an organization to move forward. And that self-doubt can erode you and stress you out, affect your well health, well-being and so forth. If you're not, if you don't fully embrace who you are, what you are, what your purpose is to be doing, then of course you'll you will always doubt yourself. The fact is to surpass that and be true to yourself, who you are, what you're doing, and what you want to do. And you know what, Dr. Roberts, at the end of the day, if you are true to yourself, that's when your purpose comes forth. Yes. That's when your calling comes forth. Yeah. And that's when all the negativity that could ever surround women in leadership no longer is an issue right. so what advice would you give specific advice to women who are aspiring to become emerging leaders what would you tell them um you know even though the number of women on corporate boards are appear to be increasing but it seems to be not so much um in a great way um you know understand what gender bias is and how it impacts you first of all and recognize that although it may impact you negatively you need to move from a position of strength so so find out what your purpose is absolutely definitely and if it's staying with an organization then what do you need to do to be a better leader that's right, absolutely. And then find that. And and through the dissertation, I did come up with a checklist. It is based on the behaviors of empowerment. Can, and, can you and share those checklists or, or sure. share some? Some of it, sure. All right, let's hear it. So through empowerment, as I had mentioned, the behaviors are self-efficacy, entrepreneurship, skill building, knowledge building, mental relationship, networking and relationship building. The actions you need to take based on the study is to learn to control your emotions, own a business, or own something that you are leading outside of the organization. Take a course to fill the skills gap. 
acquire knowledge about boards and how they function because board leadership is different from management. Right, right. It's governance, it's creating the vision for an organization to move forward and right. survive. And although it's hard, I've never had a mentor, I don't know about yourself, Avril, but find somebody you can trust as a mentor. That's number one. Number one. And you might have several yes. for different aspects of your life or where you need to go in an organization. And the other thing, which is very hard, I, even for myself to do, is to be visible in the industry and create trusting relationships. And you can only develop relationships if you work on it. Yes, absolutely. You can't sit at home. Absolutely. You have to be out there. Absolutely. And you have to engage. Absolutely. The other part of leading the behaviors are, of course, finding a purposeful goal, support system, inclusion, advocacy for change, CEO experience, if, if you can get that, impression management, and I'll speak to that a bit more, and governance. You, you have to understand the laws of the organization. Right. Profit, non-profit organizations. And the actions associated with the behaviors is define what you do and why. Tell your family and friends for your support system. Realize the value of different thinking. Take control of your environment. Shadow a CEO for six months if you can. Have a professional image and become an effective director. Don't just sit there and go through the motions, but actively take part. That is excellent. Now, you said you were going to come back to something. We'll take a mini break. Was that the impression? The impression man. man. Okay. When we, when we come right back, folks, we're going to be talking with Dr. Sharon Roberts about impression management. Welcome back, Dr. Roberts, Impression Management. I hope I got it right. Did yes, I? Impression Management. All right. Yes. Take it away. What's that all about? You know, it's funny that uh, I've heard the saying before, but sometimes you just don't realize it, that the first impression you make when you walk through a door, it, it sizes you up. It defines how you move forward based on somebody's perception of you. Absolutely. And sometimes you wake up and you put yourself together and you think you look great and you walk out that door and it becomes something different. Mm. And even with your best intentions, it might be interpreted otherwise. Right. So impression management is how you show up, really. Mm. Wow, I love that. How you show up. Now, a lot of people focus on the clothes, the hair, the look, but it's also being prepared. Right. And being prepared to take control of a situation to lead. Right, wow. Um, in our society, uh, different generations have different views about it. But I know in my, in my generation, how you look is the first and foremost. Right. I know in today's generation, the younger group, it's really what you, why you hear in the, the first cause, place. The cause, the cause, right? The cause. Yes. What's the cause? So everybody has a, has a different angle. Yes. All I'm saying with impression management, and there's a lot of literature out there, is that when you go into a situation, just take a moment. Are you going with supporting evidence? Are you going with a purpose? Are you going, what is the, what is the intent? What is the outcome? 
but remember the audience. If you're going for, let's say, a board interview, don't show up in your sneakers. Exactly. <laughs> you might have everything, everything that you can possibly contribute to a board, but remember, the sneakers were cutting. And you know what, too? You could turn up in that sneaker. Actually, I was doing an interview, and the person turned up in a sneaker and a jeans. And right away, I'm like, sneakers and jeans? Yeah. Wow. And it created an impression. It, it, it could give off so many different impressions. This person doesn't care they're coming to an interview, so they care about their work. And you start having all these thoughts. So showing up in the right way is so impactful, Dr. Roberts. Yeah. But we all make mistakes. We do. We do. We do. And I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you you learn from that. Yes. So, so um, this this part is, you know, you might be well put together and everything, but you don't have the substance to support that putting together. And you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you, and you have to recognize that. Um, the, one of the one of the participants in the study um, emphasized that. Uh, Sometimes the younger um, leaders on boards, younger women on boards, want to get their, their, um, their, uh, their, their what's bothering them through, push it through, without consciously being aware that they might be um, uh, opposing the board chair. Mm. And we have to be aware of that because you're giving the impression that you're being forceful, you don't like authority, then why are you here? Right. So you have to really understand the group dynamics, you right. have to understand the role you play, and you have to understand why you why you come into this meeting. What, what is your purpose here? Yeah. What do you bring to that table? And what do you bring to the table? What impression are you giving up? Wow, I, I love that. You know, I've never heard the term impression management before. Uh -huh. um, I've talked about, you know, your personal brand board, and it's all a part of that impression. But I, I think I like impression management. I, I'm going to take that one from you, Dr. Roberts. Great. So, you know, Dr. Roberts has shared so many interesting things with us, so many tips, women, so many things for us to look out for, so many things for us to watch. And, you know, I just want to, before we, we, we sign off, I just want to leave the women in leadership and, and emerging leadership so my own quick to-do list, because as you know on this show, I always leave you with some, some to-do list. And being a technology, and I understand that Dr. Roberts is also into technology, which is so exciting because we shared just before we started the show, and we have so much in common. But being in technology, the first to-do list I want you to write down is keep on top of the latest technology trend. We live in an era where technology is changing everything. It's changing how we work. It's changing how we lead. When we talk about virtual teams, we're leading virtual teams through technology. So leaders, emerging leaders, keep on top of the latest technology trend. Understand how it impacts your role as a leader and the organizations that you lead. Number two, when we talked about it on the show, collaboration is core. And in this modern era, collaboration is actually one of the competencies that they're saying, research is saying, that is needed for leaders to be effective in the contemporary environment. So don't underestimate the importance of collaborating. And as Dr. Robert Roberts talked about, building relationships. Learn it, work at it, and practice it. My third tip, 
If you desire to shatter the limits and experience the view from the top, and again, we talk about it, find a mentor, find a sponsor, find a champion or a coach who can help you climb the ladder. I, my own self, have gone through a mentoring program and one of my, my mentor at the time was a top exec in a large five, Fortune 500 financial company. And I'll never forget her advice that she gave me. She said, if you want your strategy to go through, find the influencer in your organization and start there. There is always a sponsor. There's always a champion. There's always a mentor. There's always a coach to help you climb the ladder. Find that person. Number four, avoid isolation. And as Dr. Roberts mentioned, I think we have so much in common more than we even know. Get out. Get moving. Attend networking events with a purpose. There are so many groups that I'm a part of. For example, the Women Executive Network, the Women of Influence. Join one of those groups. Build your network. Build your career profile. Learn from other women, other powerful women who are out there. And I'm going to leave you with number five. Embrace diversity. In diversity lies creativity and innovation key skill leaders that are needed to lead and be effective in the 21st century. Dr. Roberts, we are so glad that you could have joined us today and be a part of the Ava Rally podcast. And we thank you. It has indeed been a pleasure conversing with you on women in leadership and shattering the limits. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, April. Thank you so much. Well, folks, there it is. Women in leadership shattering the limits we are so blessed to have you on this podcast and as always my goal is to transform your life by sharing and discussing real issues real questions real challenges and if you have a topic that you would love to get a different perspective on or would like to be a guest on the show then head on over to www.averrally.com and drop us an email until then see you next time go out there women in leadership and make it work, make it happen.